Hi guys, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. In a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, and we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, I just want to thank you guys so much for uh, the sharing and the liking and the listening to the podcast. You know, we're up to 11.5k downloads um, and and likes, and we're just so we're just so grateful for you guys for listening to the podcast and sharing it and growing with us. And we hope we can continue to do that as we continue to study and grow in faith. So thank you guys so much. All right. So let's get to our topic for the day. Um, what we're going to talk about today is something that um, it's kind of a deadly cycle um, that we can catch ourselves in. And I've been in it. You might be in it now. Uh, a lot of people have fallen into this. And um, sometimes we lose we lose sight of what's important. And so what we're going to talk about today is priorities and balance, priorities and balance, right? So everybody's busy, right? Everybody's got stuff that they're doing. And so one of the hardest things to do in life is to learn while you're busy, right? Is to learn balance, but at the same time, while you're still balanced, to learn how to be productive still. That, that is one of the hardest things to learn to juggle. And so what happens so many times is many of us, we choose production over balance or we choose the busyness over balance. And so think about this. Maybe, maybe right now, maybe you're a college student and being a college student, if you're not in college is tough. So sitting in class, and that's, you know, sometimes 50 minutes, sometimes one hour, sometimes it's three hours. So maybe you have to sit in a class, then you got to do tests, then you got to do quizzes, then you got to do homework, and that's just for one class. So let's say you're taking a full load and you're taking four classes. That's a lot of work. And then on top of that, then you have to work a a full-time and or a part-time job to support yourself while you're still in school. So guess what that person is? That person's very busy. Well, maybe you're out of college and maybe you have a full-time job now, but then working a full-time job is hard as well. So not only are you working more hours, but you're doing more things than you would do if you were part-time, but now you have more responsibilities on you as you're working a full-time job. And so now more is put on your shoulders. So that person is busy. So, but our thing is as Christian people, Are we going to let the fact that I'm busy or the fact that you're busy to stop you from being balanced? And I think the actually, you know what? I think the better question to ask is just because we're busy doing those things that I just mentioned or other things. Is God going to take the excuse? Well, Lord, I was busy. Is God going to take that? You see, as Christian people, we have to learn to balance these things. The Lord wants us to work. We have to work, right? But at the same time, the Lord wants him. He wants to be the center. So you have to find that balance. You know, it's like this teeter-totter. You can't have, you can't have uh, work over the Lord, but you got to have it balanced. You got to have the Lord where he needs to be. And then you need to do your things. So think about this. Here's a fact, right? This is a 100% fact. So let's say you are you are one of those people we mentioned before. So that super busy college student that has to work or the, the super busy 
person out of college has a full-time job or maybe you have a new family and that's a full-time job plus work plus all this other stuff so let's say this is you right now i guarantee anybody in one of those situations here is a fact we do what we want to do that is a 100 percent fact so maybe i am in college and i've got all that work and i've got you know and I've got all this stuff going on. Maybe I have a full-time job and I got all this stuff going on. Maybe I'm, I'm newly married and I got all this stuff going on. But when an opportunity presents itself to do what you want to do, guess what you're going to do? You will find opportunity to do what you want to do. So let's say you're in one of those situations and you're really busy. And let's say you're a big sports fan. Then out of nowhere, somebody says, you know what? Hey, man, I... um." You know, I, I got busy with work, but, you know, I got playoff tickets for uh, the local basketball team or the local whatever team. Hey, so I got playoff tickets. I can't go. So here's like five tickets and you can take four other people with you. But you're really busy, though, right? But that's a great opportunity. So in most cases, in a normal week, what would you do? Oh, no, I'm too busy. But when this circumstance that you want to do pops up, what are you going to do? in your busy week, you'll sacrifice, won't you? You'll work extra so you can have that time off, won't you? You'll try to find time so you can go to that game, won't you? You see, we do what we want to do. So we can prioritize and we can balance the stuff that we want to prioritize and the stuff that we want to balance. So the question becomes, as busy as you are, and as busy as I am, are you prioritizing the right things? Am I prioritizing the right things? See, God is a God of order and God is a God of balance. So he expects us as his children to learn to do what he does. He balances. And so here's three things um, that we can learn to move on that path of balance. And I was reading this article today, and if I had the author... I promise I would give this author credit, but it just didn't come with it. It was a great PDF file, um, but it's called The Balanced Life. And he references, he or she references this from Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 15. That's kind of his main text here, but he goes, he or she goes kind of everywhere with it. So I'm kind of going to use this outline here um, to help us with our balance because we have to learn to prioritize here. All right. So here's. The first thing of our of our process of how to move to the path of balance. Number one, you have to remember now this is we're talking about Christian people now in order to obtain balance and get your priorities straight. You have to understand your purpose. If you do not and if I do not understand my purpose, I will never no matter how successful I am in other people's eyes or no matter how successful I am in my own eyes, we will never have the balance that we need if we don't understand our purpose. Look at this. Look at Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14. And again, if you're new to the podcast, we love to open up our Bibles here and we want you guys to check this out for yourselves. Okay. So Romans 14, and I want to look at verses seven and eight. And so notice what uh, what Paul writes here. And again, remember, we're talking about balance, guys. We're talking about how to prioritize. 
you have to know where you're going. You have to understand your purpose because if you don't, then other things will take precedence over your purpose. So notice this, Romans 14, starting in verse 7. For none of us lives to ourselves, and no man dies to himself. Verse 8, for whether we live, here's our purpose. We live to the Lord. But watch this, though. But whether we die, we die to the Lord, too. So notice Paul's conclusion. Whether we live, therefore, or whether we die, therefore, he said, we are the Lord's. So what did Paul understand? And what was Paul trying to get everyone else to understand? You have to understand your purpose. Your under your your purpose as a Christian is not to live for you. And maybe that's why things aren't working the way that they should be in your life right now. Because you really don't know your purpose. Maybe you're trying to find it through work. Maybe you're trying to fulfill it through your job. Maybe you're trying to fulfill it through the things that you're getting or the things that you want to get. But here's the thing. Our life from, from this text in Romans 14, here's a couple of things that Paul is telling us here. Our life is not our own. Then number two, he says, we live for him. We live for the Lord. And so here's a question. So as busy as you are and as busy as I am, who are you really living for? Have you sat down and like really considered that before? As busy as you are in whatever field or whatever you're doing right now, as busy as you are, who have you been living for? Have you been living for yourself or have you been living for the Lord? You see, and here's, here's the, um, the kind of the rabbit hole that I was in and that many Christians find themselves in at times. While we're busy, it's not like we don't love the Lord, right? So there's Christians out there that are very busy, but they still love the Lord. Um, but they love the Lord in a different way. What do you mean? Well, they're very busy in what they're doing, but this is how they love the Lord. See, they give the Lord what's left. So, yeah, so I'm going to work my job Sunday through whatever day, but then whatever extra time I have left, then I'll give that to God. So after work, after my friends, after my family, and after I get some rest, if I happen to have some extra time throughout the week, then God can have that. You see, if you're living that type of lifestyle, God is not your center. Even though you're still trying to give him something, he's still not your sinner. You are. Have you thought about that? You're the center of your life right now. And so you might be asking, okay, so I'm a Christian, but I'm busy, but I still don't know my purpose. So, so what is my purpose as a Christian who just happens to be busy? Notice this. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, and I want you to look at verse number 10. So watch. So that's a good question. So maybe you are a Christian, and maybe you, maybe you have that type of heart that you actually want to know what you want to do. But you know you're busy, but you want to have God at your center. So what Paul is going to do, Paul is going to answer that question. So in verse 10 of Ephesians 2, notice what Paul writes here. 
He says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Here's our purpose to do good works, which God hath ordained that should walk in them. So if our purpose, according to Ephesians 2 and Romans 14, if our purpose is to love God, to do good works, according to the scripture describes as good works. If our purpose is to do all of those things, have you been putting work and whatever else over him? So the question becomes, if you've been putting work and all those other things before the Lord, then the question becomes, even if you are a Christian, are you really living for him? Have you ever, we say that a lot, guys. Have you ever just sat down and thought about that? We should be living for God. Are we really living for him? Are we living for him? Or are we just giving him what's left of us? You see, if you're giving God what's left of you, God doesn't want what's left of you. God wants you. But what happens so many times is we use that excuse of busyness to say, well, God, I can't because I'm too busy. I want y'all to notice this from, from that article that I was telling you guys about or that study I was telling you about. Watch this. This is a great, a great quote here. They write this. If you don't understand your purpose as a Christian, then he says your life is built on the wrong foundation. So can you imagine being a Christian your entire life? but not really living for him. So your entire existence is built on sand. When you thought because you're a Christian, it's built on rock. <laughs> he goes on to say, and if your life is built on that wrong foundation, it will not matter how splendid a structure that you build. It will crumble and it will fall. That is one of the most truest statements. See, we're so worried about, okay, I got to have this nice car. I got to have this nice job. I got to have this nice house. I got to have. So when you get all those things and when you get it, everybody thinks they have it. They have their life built on the right foundation when that foundation is going to crumble anyway. You know, there's a friend of mine in Gerald's. Uh, and, and for what this guy does, he makes a, a lot of money for what he does. Like I'm, we're talking about millions. And so sometimes, uh, what happens is, you know, you think, man, if I had those millions, if I did, if I had those resources that he has, I could do more. I could do this. I could have this. I can do that. I can get bigger this and I can get bigger that. And so you would think, and this, this guy is around our age. And sometimes when we when we have the chance to sit down with him and talk with him and catch up as we talk with him, he has all that money. He has all those resources. He has everything that every guy wants. But as we sit down and maybe have some coffee or, or hang out and talk with him, he has the exact same problems that we have not making the money that he's making. He's making money. We're talking about generational wealth type of money that we'll probably never touch in a lifetime. But as we sit and talk, 
he has the same problems that we have. And it puts it in perspective for me because, well, why, why are so many people trying to work to get where he's at? And then when they get there and when they get everything and when they've sacrificed and when they've done all that, they're still not happy. Something's still missing. Guess what? That could be a sign of. We have an understand what our true purpose is. So we're building our foundation on those things rather than building our foundation on Christ. You see, he goes on to say that your primary purpose as a Christian here, your primary purpose is to not be successful and have a wonderful career. (gasps) Jordan, how could you say that? That goes against every Disney movie. That goes against everything I've ever heard. That goes against, so you're saying that the Lord doesn't want me to be happy? (gasps) Take a breath. (laughs) Take a breath. So think about it. Everybody wants to do what they want to do to make themselves happy. But you know, when you become a Christian, my Bible says that we're to deny ourselves. My Bible says it's not about us anymore. My Bible says that Christ should be the center of our lives. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe it's, maybe I'm tripping, but that's what my Bible says. You see, your primary purpose here as a Christian is not to be successful. It's not to have a wonderful career. He goes on to say, your purpose as a Christian is not to be happy and earn a lot of money. Your purpose as a Christian is not even to find love and have a family. Now, can the Lord bless you with those things? Of course he can. But is my sole purpose to be on this earth to be successful? No. Is my sole purpose to be on this earth to get a lot of money? No. Is my sole purpose to be here to find love? No. Can the Lord give me those things? Yes. But is that my purpose? No. What is my purpose? Then we just read in Ephesians chapter two, we are his workmanship to do good works ordained by Jordan, right? You to do good works obtained by God. And so you can be working right now. And I guarantee if you're a college person right now, if you're someone that's graduated college, you're working your behind off right now. I guarantee you are. You're you're working towards a big bank account. You're working for that job promotion. You're working for that house. You're working for that car. And let me tell you something. You're probably going to get it too. Because of how hard you work, you're going to get what you want. You're going to get that job. You're going to get that house. You're going to get that car. You're going to get everything you're working for. You'll get it. But you can have everything that you're working for. You can sacrifice. You can work your behind off. You can work your your hands to the bone. And you can get everything that you want and still not be happy. Because even when you get all those things, you'll still be walking around without a purpose. See, gaining what you don't have right now, that does not give you purpose. It doesn't. What that makes you is just like the rich, the rich young man. Look at this. Look at Luke chapter 12, guys. This stuff is so practical, man. And again, I'm not just talking. I'm talking to me, too. 
Everything we're saying here, I mean, we're not directing it just to the listeners. I'm directing it to me. Look at Luke chapter 12. So remember with the rich young fool, this is this is what happens here. And so the rich young man, he got plenty. And so in verse 17, notice what our text says. He thought within himself saying, what am I going to do? I have no room to bestow my fruits. He said, this is what I will do. I'll pull down my barns and I'll build greater. He said, there I will bestow my fruits and I will bestow my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods to lay up for many years. Just be easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, thou fool. You know, if you've been working your behind off to the bone, if you've been working your hands off to the bone, getting all of these secular things and giving God the scraps of your life, Again, this is not me saying this. We just read it. We just read it. What does God call you? What does God call me if we're living this life right now? He said, you're a fool. You're a fool. And let me ask you something. And be real with me. And be real with yourself. Those that are working for all these things and giving God the leftovers. Is everything working for you right now? You got to be honest. Is everything working for you? You see, and and you can quit your job and you can try another field. You can quit your job and you can try another field. You can gain this. You can gain that. You can trade in this. You can trade in that. You can move here. You can move there. You can move there. But you'll never have your purpose and you'll never be satisfied. And so the thing that God is saying here, he's saying, why are you doing this? And you're not even making me the center of your life. And you say you're a Christian. He said, no, you're not. He said, you're a fool. He said, you're foolish. So maybe our priorities and maybe our balance is messed up because all of us are running around here foolish. We have to get Christ back into the center. If you're really living for him, you have to question what you're doing right now, guys. Well, Jordan, I'm not a preacher like you. I, 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 you know, I, you don't have to work a secular job. You don't have to do this. So so are you saying that you get an excuse and I don't? See, the beautiful thing is I had to do it too while I was preaching and while I was in school. So you can use a different, you can use that excuse with another guy, but not with me. I've been there too. See, the Lord's not going to accept an excuse based off your situation. He's going to say, what did you do? Yeah, you had to work. Yeah, you had to do this. Yeah, yeah. But what did you do for me? Understand your purpose, because if you don't, you're always going to your balance and your priority is going to be out of whack. I don't care how much you gain. It doesn't matter how happy you become. You'll always be out of whack. And so in order to have your priorities, in order to have your balance right, y'all, we got to understand our purpose. We have to. And that's what Ephesians 2.10 says. Then moving on. So now after we understand our purpose, what's the next natural step? After you understand your purpose, now what we got to start doing is we got to start understanding and start to set our priorities right. Now this is now it gets real. Now it gets real. Okay. So the hard thing about priorities right is you have to learn 
and this is very tough, guys, but listen to me for a second. The hard thing about priorities, <clears throat> you have to learn to set things aside that aren't necessarily bad, but they aren't necessarily sinful. But you have to learn to set those things aside and you have to replace those things with what is best for you right now. Does that make sense? So what priorities is, setting these priorities is making mature decisions based off of not what is good, but based off of what is best right now. What is best and what is needed like right now. So here's an example. Let's say, let's say you're working, right? And again, let's say you're a Christian, right? And you're working. And your work hours are from, let's say, from noon to 8 p.m., okay? So after work is over, I don't know anybody that comes home from work energized. <laughs> like, you come home from work and you're tired, right? So let's say your hours are from noon to 8, and you're tired, and you come home. And so as you come home, you sit down, and you turn on the TV, and you sit there and just chill until it's time to go to bed. So let's say that's a solid nine, 10. So that's, that's two and a half, three hours. So it's coming home and turning on the TV after a hard day's work. Is that a bad thing? No, nah, shake your head this way. No, it's not a bad thing. But watch this though. But instead of doing that seven days a week, why not cut the TV stuff down to two or three days a week? And then those other days, find some way to be productive. Maybe spend your time serving somebody else. Maybe spend your time studying the scripture. Maybe spend some time not procrastinating on that homework and doing that homework. You see, that's what making priorities are. Is doing what's best instead of not what's good right now. Does that make sense? So we got to learn to set the priorities straight. And so again, from that article, he mentions this, setting priorities, it helps us choose between what is good and what is best, between what is beneficial and what is actually God's will at the time. So I want y'all to think about this. <clears throat> if we can't set our priorities there's going to be some problems with our balance. So here's the thing about God. As you study the scripture, right? We read Romans 14, Ephesians, Luke 12. So the thing about God is God is going to tell you the instructions. But one thing that God will not do for any Christian, doesn't matter who you are, God will not order you to do it because he made us free moral agents. God has given us the ability to do that for ourselves. So here's one thing. Remember, we're talking about setting our priorities to get balance. The thing that stops us from setting our priorities is sometimes we don't know how to say no. And also, sometimes we say yes too much. See, you see how where balance comes in? You got to have the healthy no's, but you got to have the healthy yes too. So here's a couple of reasons why. We, we're afraid to say no. Number one, 
we feel guilty. Well, if I say no, then this person's not going to like me anymore. Well, if I say no, they think I'm mean. Well, if I say no, you, you always feel guilty. So instead of setting your priorities straight, you will always say yes, and you will do all these other things everybody else wants you to do. Then number two, maybe a reason you're afraid to say no is because maybe you're not strong enough in your, in your conviction and in your purpose. So if you were living for Christ, and if you're living for God, what's going to stop you from living for him? Nobody and nothing. But could it be possible that maybe you're afraid to say no because you know that you're really not living for him? Could it be possible? It's something to consider. If we're not strong enough in our convictions to Christ, then what's going to happen is every time something comes before Christ, we're going to take it. We'll take it every time. Then number three, maybe you're afraid to say no because, and this is a big one too, maybe we're afraid to say no because we would rather suffer and do what everybody else wants us to do and then not deal with upset people. You see, when you say no, somebody's going to be mad, but so many of us want to please everybody that will say yes to everything so there won't be conflict. You got to learn how to deal with conflict. So if you say no, somebody's got to be mad. But just because somebody's mad doesn't mean that they're right because they're mad. No. Let me tell you all something. Remember, we're talking about balance, right? We're talking about setting our priorities. If you have done one, two, and three, if you feel guilty for saying no, if you feel guilty for not being strong enough in your convictions, if you are if you would rather suffer than not deal with upset people, if this is you and if this is me, this is what will happen to you. As you grow older, you are going to let anybody and you are going to let everything run your life. Work's going to run your life. Life will run your life. Everything will because you won't say no. You see, Learn to take charge of what of your own life. So how do I learn to take charge of my life? Seek those things. Matthew chapter six, verse 33. Seek those things that God wants me to do. That's how you take charge of your life. You don't take charge of your life by being arrogant. You don't take charge of your life by being brash. You don't take charge of your life by, well, I just need to be independent and have my own this and have my own that and have my own this. You can have your own whatever. You can have your own mansion. You can have a car. You can have all this stuff. But you can still not even run your own life. That's why Matthew 6.33 is there. Here's an example. So let's say, let's say it's late. And most worship services on Wednesday, uh, let's, say, let's say 7 o'clock. Actually, no, let's change that to Sunday. So it's, it's Sunday. It's Sunday and it's, uh, actually, no, let's go back to Wednesday just to make it easier. So it's Wednesday at seven o'clock. So it's late, right? And you've worked, you've worked all day. You've worked all day and it's 630 and 6:30. you know, you need that time to drive and get there to worship service, right? And it starts at seven. But what happens is your boss comes up and asks, Hey, 
look, I need you to, um, I need you to stay in clothes, um, just because I need you to stay here. So those that are going to avoid conflict, guess what you're going to say as a Christian, guess what you're going to say? All right, I'll stay. That's cool. Yeah, I'll stay. Or someone that is convicted, someone that's not going to let anything come over Christ, guess what you'll learn to say? Hey, man, I can't go. No, I got to go. See, here's the thing, and this is this is very hard. So many we're, we're so afraid that we're going to lose what we got. So we feel like we have to say yes. So would you rather gain the world and lose your soul because you're afraid to say no? Don't you think? So let's say worst case scenario at your job that you change your mindset and you constantly say no and you start and you start putting Christ at the center of your life. And let's say your boss has had enough and let's say he fires you. If you've been putting Christ at the center of your life, according to Matthew 633, if you trust in him and if you trust in his character, don't you think he'll help you out? So is it possible that our priorities are not in balance because we don't trust God? Well, God, I have to work this hard so I can keep this. I have to work this hard so I can get this. According to Matthew 6.33, doesn't he feed uh, the birds? Doesn't he take care of the lilies? So since we're better than they are, God said he will take care of us. Two things about God. God will never lie, and God always keeps his promises. So as a Christian who's working their behind off to get all this stuff that God said he would give you anyway if you follow him, maybe the fact is that you don't trust him enough and you trust yourself more than God. And if you're in that situation as a Christian, what does God call you according to Luke chapter 12? Thou fool. Hmm. Hmm. Well, Jordan, you just sound so mean. It sounds like you're, you're hounding. It sounds like, bruh, I've been there. I was the fool. Everybody, I played the fool, guys. I was the fool. I was the fool. So, you have to relearn to center Christ where he needs to be. You have to relearn how to do that. And so as we learn to set our priorities, we have to learn to say no. Say no to some things to make room for the right things. You see, here's an example. And guys, this is so sad. There's, a, there's an older man who says, there's, a, there's, there's just an older man. And he works hard and uh, he works pretty much all day. Uh, but this older man comes home and in that home, there is a family member that needs this man's assistance. And this family member is, is not doing well health wise, not doing well at all. But because this man doesn't have his priorities straight, you know what this man said to that family member that needed his assistance? He literally said in the, in the immaturity, I need my time to go watch my game. So I have, he said, notice this. He literally said, I have to, like, it's like a commandment. He said, I have to sit here after work and I have to, I have to watch this game 
to unwind from work. If I don't do this, then I can't help you. How sad is that, guys? See, this is why we have so many problems and so many church homes. Because you have a husband and you have a wife. And so with the wife, she comes in and she complains about the husband. Well, the husband's not really there for me. The husband doesn't give me the things that I need. But what the husband says is, woman, don't you know that I work two jobs? I work full time. I, I provided you with this nice house. You have plenty of cars. I have all the money. You can go shopping. You can do whatever you want to do. The kids are fine. They have everything they want. I'm giving you everything that I'm supposed to give you. So now, because you got two people that married each other that didn't have that, their priorities and balances straight, now they have a messed up marriage. So the thing that they don't see is they don't see their priorities were, were out of whack. So the husband, yes, he is providing, but what he's not giving, he's not giving that emotional part to her and he's not giving of himself to her. So, so he can literally give her millions, but she, it's not enough. Then on her side, then she's mad at him, right, for all those things. But from his side, now he's mad because he's not really spending time. So now do you see why learning to set your priorities straight will not only help you now as a kid, as a single person, when you're married, because it never goes away. It never goes away. Because if you don't learn this now, I don't care if you get married, I don't care, you will always be immature. Because you haven't learned to set your priorities and balances straight now. You see, when that guy said, I have to, mature people, sometimes we have to understand those things that we always say that we have to do, those things that we have to do, most times, I would say 99% of the time, those things that we have to do are luxuries. We don't have to do it. So during the week, instead of coming to Bible class, instead of doing all these things, I have to go hang with my friends. Do you really have to? That's a luxury. Well, after work, I'm so tired, I can't do anything else. So I have to, I have to sit here and watch the game. Do you have to? Or is that a luxury? Well, before work and after work, I have to get extra sleep. I can't spend time with, I can't do anything else. I can't spend time with family. I can't do this. I, I have to get this extra sleep. That's a luxury. You see, mature people turn those have tos to maybe I can do this. Sometimes those things we feel like we have to do, we really don't have to. Is it nice to sit down after work and watch a three-hour game? Yeah, it's fun. But can you do something else in those three hours while you're sitting there doing nothing? Yeah. You could be doing something else. And so we, we have to mature in order to set our priorities straight. Remember in Ecclesiastes. Remember, I believe it's chapter, I want to make sure I have the right thing. Um, Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Let me make sure I have the right text. Yes. So remember what what Solomon writes here. Actually, it's chapter 3, but we'll get to chapter 12 in a minute. But remember in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, where Solomon writes, he says there's a time for everything. 
So there's a time to sit down. There's a time to heal. There's a time to build. There's a time to be happy. There's there's times for those things. But what we do, instead of setting our priorities straight, then instead of saying, well, there's a time to watch the game, there's a time to hang with friends, there's a time to get extra sleep, we make the extra sleep, we make the time, and we make hanging out with friends and watching the game, we make it a have to when it's not a have to. It's a luxury. It's a luxury. And so Solomon had everything, but he had to learn there's a time for it. There's a time. So in order to get our priorities right, in order to get our balance right, we have to understand our purpose. Then too, we have to understand our priorities. We have to learn how to say no. We got to understand that Christ should be our life, Matthew chapter 6. We have to understand God's character, that he will never lie, that he always keeps his promises. So if I make him the sitter of my life, he will take care of me. We have to understand those things. Then number three, in order to set your priorities and balance is right, you got to have a plan. You got to have a plan. So many Christians walk around here without a plan. They just kind of go with the flow. Life, life is never going to drop something just right there. And let me tell you something. If life doesn't do it, God's not going to do it either. That's not his character. He's never done it in scripture. God will give it to you when you're prepared for it. That's what he'll do. But what happens so many times is as Christian people, we walk around this life with no plan. And we literally like when I mean literally like we literally drift and we just go with the flow. We can't do that as good. We got to have a having a purpose means having a direction, having a plan, knowing where you're going. And so notice what what Solomon wrote again, going back to Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Solomon knew that life that the life that he was living up to that point, he said it didn't have a purpose. He said, everything that I had, everything that I achieved, everything that I got was vanity. And so he said, let us hear the conclusion of this. He said, fear God and keep his commandments. You see, you want to know what life is about? Life is about fearing God and keeping his commandments. That's what life is about. But I think some Christians, we understand that, but we make that we make it on the back burner and we put everything else in the front. Let me tell you all something, guys. <clears throat> you will never get where you want to go if you put all the things that you're putting before Christ there. If you keep it there, you won't get there. And by happen chance or by happenstance, let's say you keep working and you get everything you want. You get the house, you get the car, you get the, you get the guy, you get the girl, you get everything that you want. Even if you do do that, and even if you do achieve it with putting Christ on the back burner, everything that you got is a weak foundation anyway. And so here's, here's why we're talking like this, guys. We're, we want, we want you guys and myself too. We want to get this right now. We want to get it right now. So maybe, maybe right now you're, maybe you're lost. Maybe you really are lost. 
And maybe you're just too afraid or maybe to be quite frank, maybe you're too, too prideful and boastful to say that you're lost. Look, if you've been doing this as a Christian, I'll tell you, you're lost. You're lost. You might not, you know, admit it to yourself, but you're lost right now. And in the eyes of God, you're a fool. Guys, we got to set our priorities right. We got to get our balance right. Because as we learn to do these things, here's the great thing about God, guys. There's been times where when I put God first in something, it was scary. It was hard. There were times where when I put God first, I might lose this job. If I put God first, I might lose people. If I put God first, I might lose this. I might not get money. I might get this. And let me tell you something. Sometimes when I put God first, I lost those things. And it was hard. It was hard. But the thing is, guys, you have to let Christ be the center of your life. Because if he's not the center, then who is? Even as a Christian, if he's not the center, who really is? You are. You've always been. And so we get, you got to change that up. So right now, if you have an honest and good heart, you might be asking yourself, well, how do I start? I'm a busy Christian. I've got so much going on. I work so many hours. I do all this. So how do I, how do I get better? How do I, how do I learn to, to do what the, what the Bible says? How do I get my priorities right? Number one, the first thing you got to do right now. I mean, pause the podcast, turn it off, do what you, repent. Tell the Lord that you haven't been putting him first. And tell him from this point forward that he will be the center of your life. That's your first step. You need to repent. Then second, after you repent, then you need to start reorganizing your life. And that this is where it becomes real. So, Maybe I don't have to sit here and watch this three-hour game. Maybe I can go do something else. Maybe I don't have to go to this. Maybe I don't have to go to the movies. Maybe I don't have to. Maybe I can do this. You got to start rearranging some stuff. And then maybe those things that have been been before worship and before God, you got to let that go. And you got to learn to say no. You got to learn to say no. And so... My thing is, I will pray for you guys, those honest and good hearts that will listen to this and will actually start making some changes. I'm praying for you because what you're about to do, um, it's going to take some faith and it's going to take some trust in God's character. And I'm going to pray for you guys because I know that that road is hard. I've been there. And I hope that you guys will pray for me that I'll keep doing it. It's hard. It's hard. But we can do it. God said. In Matthew 6, that if I seek first the kingdom, so if I don't let work, if I don't let friends, if I don't let what I want to do go before him, he said, God does not lie and God always keeps his promises. He said that all these things that we worry about will be added unto you. Now, quickly to, to clarify that, sometimes we think this is this is prosperity gospel and it's not. So when God says all these things will be added unto you, 
You might get food, but it might not be steak. You might get clothes, but it might not be Nike. You might get a house, but it might not be a mansion. You might get a, you know, you might get this, uh, you know, you might get a car, but it, it might not be a Bugatti. See, the Lord will provide for his children, but he never said he would provide what we think is best. God said he will provide. So are you going to put him in his work before what you want? Or are you going to keep working your behind off to the bone to get what you want on that weak foundation? You got you got some choices to make. You got some choices to make. And I'll pray for you guys and I hope that you can get it. Man, what a study, man. What a study on priorities. I mean, this was a tough lesson for me to learn when it was pointed out to me when I, when I was a fool and when I needed to get right. Uh, so I know it's hard for you to hear. And I, and I know probably for a while, you, you probably won't do it. You know, you'll probably find an excuse of why you're going to keep doing what you're doing. That's fine. But it still doesn't mean you're not a fool. It still doesn't mean you're not wrong or you're not right. So you got to have your priorities and balance right. And just to quickly before we close, and I wanted to clarify, a lot of people take this as unloving. A lot of people take when you talk like this as mean. A lot of people take it as, you know, hounding. You know, you can't take things like that that way because you'll never get better. What this is, this is true love. If I love you, I wouldn't tell you this. If I if I didn't love you, I wouldn't tell you this. And I wouldn't tell you this the way that I am. That's why I'm, I'm saying it. Because I know the detriment it did to me, the detriment it's done to marriages, the detriment it's done to, to so many other people because they didn't listen to this. Not to me, they didn't listen to the word. Just trying to help you guys grow and grow your faith and grow your faith. And what do we always say here? We're trying to grow in faith, right? Growing in faith isn't hard. Growing in, or growing in faith is hard. Sometimes it's it takes work. So will you put will you put in that work to do it? I hope you guys will, and I hope you guys uh, continue to learn and study with us. I thank you guys so much for everything you've done. Um, I want to be there for you guys. So if you guys need help, let me know, and I can pray for you guys and. Um, you know, this, this is tough, but we can do this together. We can do this with the Lord because the Lord always keeps his promises. He always will take care of us. So appreciate you guys. We'll be back Lord willing next week. Keep liking, subscribing to the podcast, get your podcast anywhere or get the podcast anywhere that you can get your podcast, subscribe on YouTube, and we will be back next week. Thanks guys.